0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, September 27th, 2020.
1: Fearfully and wonderfully made hands. I'm a little bit weepy. That's my brother. My brother Skip in North Carolina. Many of you have prayed for him um, over the last couple years because he had cancer. And right now, he is doing great, and um, we just praise God. And he gets to do fun things like fish and do pottery as well as his job and worship the Lord. So it was really cool to call him and say, hey, we're doing this thing on hands. Can you Mm -hmm. get videoed in your pottery class? And so my heart is full.
0: I hear that. Good morning, Connection Church, both here and out there. We are so glad to be with each and every one of you this morning. This month we've been considering how we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. To fear is to revere God. To fear is to revere, not to be afraid of God. To honor and respect God, to to be in awe of of God, of the God of creation. Especially when we consider how wonderfully we've been created by the Almighty. Amen? Amen. And at home you can say amen too. Good. Good deal. Okay. So in this series, we've talked about our feet, our eyes, our hearts. Today, we're going to talk about our hands.
1: Well, good morning, Connection Church. Good morning. Thank y'all. Thank you all. I must have been talking to my granddaughter, Isabella, from thank y'all. Uh, anyway, we're so glad that you're joining us um, online or you're right here in the sanctuary. We've got a lot of people in the house, uh, 55 households um, from... Uh, Costa Rica's in the house. Orlando and Jacksonville's in the house, and Dover, Townsend, Clayton, Middletown, um, every place in between. And we got all of you here, and we are one big family of God. Amen. Amen. That. Amen. Did I say Your I'm Carrie? Carrie Jones.
0: I'm Alan Jones.
1: And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray in a minute. But I have a really big thing to share with you. Next week, our praise team will be back. And so, yeah, yeah. They, the praise team, the tech teams have worked so hard over the last six months to pull off um, the worship that we've had online and together. And we're going to do one month by one month. So next month, uh, next week, they'll be back. All right, let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much. For this day, it's a day that you've made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for your word found in scripture, your living word that speaks to us. And now, Lord, we thank you for your presence wherever we are as we worship and praise your holy name. I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen. So the hand, I'm still thinking about my brother. The hand, the human hand, look at your hands. Look at your hands, everybody. All right. Do you know how many times the word hand is found in scripture? It's a lot. You don't have to call anything out. In NIV, it's over 1,300 times. That's a lot. Hand or hands, you know, a derivative of hand. 1,300 Times. Now put that in perspective. Pray in its various forms, 367. Faith and its derivatives, 458. Love, 686. Hand appears almost as often as all three of those put together. Well, the hands are not only important, but they are crucial when it comes to Scripture.
0: Mm. We find hand in its plural so often used in part because, as one article we read said, the hand is the most frequently symbolized part of the body. The hand represents strength, power, authority, protection. On the other hand, we find it representing generosity, hospitality, stability. We put our hands together to pray, a solemn gesture as we point to God. Yet we also hold our palms up, ready to receive God's blessings, right? When we were ordained, the bishop laid hands on us, conferring blessing and authority. Sometimes we we lay hands on someone as we pray up here. And and, uh, in the pandemic, we've symbolically reached out our hand, even from home, right, toward as we're praying over someone. We use this hand all the time in expressions without even thinking about it. Give me a hand. Hand it over. I've got to hand it to you. We received a handout. Our kids, when they were little, got a lot of hand-me-downs, yeah. I came up empty-handed, and the band guide was underhanded, on and on and on and on. The hand is a crucial and meaningful part of our existence in so many ways.
1: And so in scripture, we find the word hand being used both literally and metaphorically. The first sighting comes in the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 22, where the triune God, triune Father, Son, Spirit, three in one, the Trinity, um, the triune God has a conversation with God's self discussing what will happen now that humans have eaten the forbidden fruit. Check this out. And the Lord God said, he's talking to himself and you know the trinity, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no figurative language here. God literally did not want the human to reach out the hand and take the fruit from the tree of life.
0: But then we look several chapters later at uh, Genesis uh, chapter 9, verse uh, 2. And we find God using hand in a much less literal, much more metaphorical way. Check this out. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth, speaking to Adam, and all the birds in the sky on every creature that moves along the ground, and all the fish in the sea that are given into your hands. And so
1: there's no way that this can be literal. Uh, No matter how big Adam's hands were, like they weren't big enough for God to put everything that God made, the creatures, into his hands. No, the hands here were used to represent authority, care, protection, stewardship. God is placing the animals under Adam's authority so that he might take care care for them, protect them treat them as though they were his own. And God has placed all of this in our hands as well to steward the earth, to take care of the earth and the animals and everything in it. And so the question is for us, how are we doing with that? How are we doing with that? Are we handling what God places in our hands well? Are we using these hands for good, something for us to think about.
0: Hmm. Throughout the scripture, we find not just human hands referred to, but the hands of God as well. So I got one of my favorite examples of this. It's found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 10. Here's what we read. As God speaks through the prophet, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. My righteous right hand.
1: So God is speaking here through the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah, who um, offering comfort and help. To the Hebrew people who have been exiled. They were sent away from their homeland land, and they were exiled in a place called Babylon. He was assuring them that he had not forgotten them, that God had not forgotten God's people, even though they were in exile, and he was telling them that he is still their God. And he tells them that he will uphold them, he will lift them up with his righteous right hand. The right hand represents God's omnipotence, God's absolute and ultimate power. The righteous right hand, God's almighty power for doing what is good and right. And in God's case, perfect. Mm. Mm. So
0: so check this out. You see this basketball? Yeah, this thing you can I looked up, you can buy a basketball on Amazon for know, anywhere from 10 to 65 bucks. I, I think I got this one at five below for five bucks. And the the, the sad thing is, in my hands, it's not even worth five bucks. <laughs> As you could easily see, but you know, in the hands of somebody like LeBron James, this thing's worth tens of millions of dollars, isn't it? Pretty wild. Pretty wild. See this uh, See this uh, base here? Maybe it looks familiar if you've ever seen a picture of the Beatles. Except it would be this way because Paul McCartney is left handed. You know, in, in my hands, uh, well, you can buy one of these, the low end model, three to four hundred bucks, three hundred fifty bucks. In my hands, again, it's le- worth a lot less than that. In hands of Paul McCartney, this thing's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars. And that's because the value isn't in the instrument or the ball or whatever you're talking about. The value is in the one that's holding it. See? The the hands that are holding it make all the difference. Say that with me. The hands make all the difference. The hands. The hands make all the difference. See, you and me, we're in good hands. And I'm not talking Allstate here. <laughs> I'm not talking Allstate. But with God, we're in God's hands. And when we're in God's hands, we're in the hands of the master, aren't we? Yeah. We're in the hands of the one who puts this whole thing together, the, who scooped up dust from the, from the ground and in his hands and, and blew life into a creating Adam, creating you and me. Let me tell you, there's some good hands to be in, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think of my brother with as the potter and the clay and and as as we were zeroed in on his hands, I was thinking about God's hands, you know, kind of pushing and prodding and what a beautiful thing that can come out, and that's what it is for you. You're in God's hands, and it's so beautiful. Now, I am not the potter like my brother. But I meet this little girl. It's a reading girl. I was probably in elementary school. And I guess that's a self-portrait, me reading a book. She's already lost her two legs, but (laughs) she's she's pretty precious to me. You know, Alan, I even gave her green eyes.
0: I told you it was a self-portrait. It is
1: a self-portrait. And so my girl you know, to you, it looks like a broken- Likeless. Broken pottery thing that an elementary school person did. But to me, like I couldn't find her this morning (laughs) and I was panicking because to me, it's something priceless. And I don't know if my kids are gonna want it when I'm gone, but this is really, really important. To me, I fashioned it, I created it, I gave her life, so to speak.
0: Hmm. There's, a, um, there's a scripture a couple chapters later in Isaiah, chapter um, 64. Let me find it here. Chapter 64, verse 8, that talks about clay. And here's what, here's what we read Yet yeah, you, Lord, are our Father, we are the you are the potter we are the work of your hand
1: you know the true value of a human being of you of me depends on the hands that are holding it and you are priceless priceless you and I are the clay and my clay school project um You are priceless because you're in the Master's hands, who created you and fashioned you. All right. So Devin, Devin just called dibs on on the little girl. My kids are all watching online, and they're like, Devin's
0: trying to get most favored status. Way to go, Dev Yeah, thank you. Good jump on your siblings.
1: We're gonna have Aaron weigh in in a minute. (laughs) Megan, Turner. All right. <laughs> that'll be good dinner conversation tonight alright the master the master can mold us into what he had in mind when he first thought of you just think about that if we let him
0: but then the question is this are we going to allow ourselves to be molded when we're in God's hands because that's not always easy it can be a little painful, a little painful. You notice what, what Skip, I mean, he was working that clay pretty good when Carrie made that. I'm sure she squeezed it and pushed it, and that's not easy. You get squeezed a little tight. God starts kneading us, and I don't mean N-E-E-D. I mean K N E, like kneading, pushing, stretching. It gets a little bit uncomfortable, doesn't it? You bet it does. And yet it's absolutely necessary, just like with the clay, in order for the master to create what is priceless. Are you open to being molded by the hands of the master? Are you open to God shaping you?
1: And so um, Bob Holstead, he... Hi, Bob. There's, he shares, um, we also hold out hands... In a welcoming gesture, now we're doing that socially distant right now, to people who share the Lord's goodness and mercy. So, you know, our hands represent Jesus as we welcome one another in grace and mercy. And he also says, can we let the Lord fashion us into the work that God, that the Lord does, the work that he desires, that he desires. You know, when I first uh, became a Christian, I still had my own ideas of the way I wanted my life. And as I've gotten a lot older, um, I realized that my way is just really messed up. And God's way is best. And even if the voice in my head says, oh, yeah, this is what you should do. The Holy Spirit, when we're in Christ, the Holy Spirit lives and resides in us and convicts us and says, no. This is the way for you to go. And so over the years when we walk with Christ and we pray that all of you are and those of you who are watching would breathe Jesus in and take Jesus as your Lord and Savior because you're in such good hands. And when when we get those um, promptings of the way we should go, they're always right. It's the righteous right hand that carries us and guides us. And it's, it's just incredible. I'm such a task-oriented person. One of my spiritual gifts is administration. And so about 25 years ago, God gave me a mission to be ready to respond when God interrupts, to get me out of my own way. Not easy. But that's how God melts and molds and fashions me. How does he do that with you? So let's transition into the hands, talking about the hands of Jesus. The hands of Jesus that touched so many, that healed so many, that comforted so many, that forgave, hands that forgave, hands that prayed, these hands that allowed nails to go through them, to be driven through them, to hang on a cross, to be sacrificed for you and me so we can allow the hands as we pray to heal us and to forgive us by the blood of Jesus Christ from now through eternity. He was crucified, died and buried and resurrected and ascended To sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. It's in the Bible. Sitting at the right hand is the ultimate place of honor. That's where Jesus sits. Judging the living and the dead. Offering forgiveness to all who believe. Offering us forever with him. Think about that. Forever here on earth and in heaven with him.
0: So what about you? What about your hands? Take again, take a couple of seconds, look at your hands, what do you see? When I look at mine, I see, uh, <laughs> I see some scars from some stitches from a couple surgeries that allow my fingers and thumb to work like they're supposed to. <laughs> I see an ever-increasing number of brown spots and wrinkles and thin skin reminding me daily that I'm getting older. Can I have an amen on that one? <laughs> I see a ring that reminds me of the second most important relationship in my life right after Jesus Christ. But you know, when I look at my hands, I see a lot more than just the literal, much more than just the literal. I see the blessing after blessing after blessing that God has put into my hands. I see, hopefully, how I've reached out in blessing to some others along the way, hopefully. Yeah. I see hands that come together in prayer to seek God's guidance, God's direction, God's forgiveness. I see hands that have held hammers, they've held babies, <laughs> they've held the hand of the woman I'm walking through life with. Yeah, <laughs> They've held communion bread. They've held the water of baptism for both, for both infants and adults. These hands helped build this place, this home of Connection Community Church. They've been raised in ah, praise and worship here, here, celebrating the Lord of all creation. When I look at these hands, I'm reminded of how frequently I ask God to, to tell me, what do you want me to do with these hands, Lord? How can I use these hands, Lord, for your kingdom, your people, your glory, Lord? What do you want me to do with these hands?
1: So we always ask this. What about you? What about you? What about all of you? What about your hands? What is God calling you to do with your hands, either literally or figuratively? Is God calling you to reach out to someone in need? Is he asking you to give or release something or someone in one way or another? Perhaps God has given you healing hands, helping hands, building hands, crafting hands. Maybe he's given you guiding hands. Hands to play music, hands to hold others. Whatever hands God's given you, are you using them to build up rather than tear down? Oh, how often we tear down instead of build up. Let's build one another up. Are you using them to hold rather than hurt? Are you using them for good? rather than for just the good of you? A lot of questions. Are you using them for God's glory and for the benefit of those around you? Are you using your hands for what God intended when God first thought of you? That's something to think about this week. That's our challenge. You know, we've got our hands. We look at our hands. How many times are we washing our hands? Every time we do that, let's think about what God has entrusted us with our hands, in our hands. And the best part is remember that you are in the hands of the Most High God. Who loves you, who fashions you, who molds you. I'm not done with that molding till I take my last breath and neither are you. But let's trust the righteous right hand of God who carries us all the days of our lives. That's the good news. Let's live it and let's believe it. Amen. Amen. Will you pray with me please? Almighty God, thank you so much for your presence, your provision, your protection. Thank you for fashioning us and making us and molding us. And sometimes it hurts. Sometimes we feel the pinch and we feel the crush. And Lord, I'm, I'm ready to feel it from you. And I, we just bind out the way that the evil one wants to mess with all that. God, thank you for your will and your way in our lives. Help each one of us use our hands the way that you intended us to use them when you first thought of us. Thank you, Lord, for our gathering, our you know hundreds of people today gathering together in Jesus' name at Connection Community Church. One church, many locations. And Lord, as we conclude our worship with a song, Run to the Father, we know that we can run to you and that you will hold us in your hands. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody
0: agreed and said, Amen.